welcome to the Keystone Kickoff Show from the Labatt Blue Studio. Labatt Blue and Labatt Blue Light. Bleed blue and white, drink blue and light. And don't forget to try the new Labatt Blue Light Seltzer Variety Pack. Available at retailers throughout Pennsylvania. And welcome back to the Keystone Kickoff Show. I'm Jim Galante along with Ross Tucker. And it's time for Ask Ross. This is where we take your questions for Ross. Then the best question wins the KSN sweatshirt. If you want to submit a question for Ross, it's really easy. Download our app, Keystone Sports. You'll see the Ask Ross button. And that's all you got to do. Ross, you ready for the questions? Absolutely. Love doing these questions. All right. Let's start with Dave in Lehigh Valley. Great coverage of Penn State football as always. In addition to recruiting elite classes, what do you think are the other major factors that are preventing Penn State from elevating to an elite football program and making the playoffs? Could you also break down something very important? Best appetizer for the Super Bowl. Enjoy the game. And before you answer the question, Ross, I just want to let you know, with the appetizer question, there is a right answer, okay? So go to it. Okay. Um, I think what's preventing Penn State from getting to the next level, um, I mean, it is recruiting. Ultimately, they have not had uh, a quarterback that was capable of carrying them like some of these other quarterbacks do. And they haven't had probably the defensive tackles that they've needed. I mean, they've had some good DNs. They've had some good linebackers. Um, I don't think they've had the elite quarterback and or defensive tackles necessary to get as far as they've wanted to go. Look, it's it's overall depth, it's overall talent, it's all those things. But I think if you had to if I had to put a finger on it, the thing that's prevented them the most has been the lack of dominant defensive tackles and an elite quarterback. They've been good but not good enough at those two spots. Look at who the college football playoff teams, look at who they've had at those spots. You know, Tua and Mac Jones and, you know, Bryce Young or Joe Burrow, Trevor Lawrence. You know, um, Ohio State's had Haskins and certainly, you know, what they've gotten from Justin Fields. Penn State has not had those guys. Penn State has not had, I think they probably don't have the same overall talent and depth as those other schools, but I think they're close there. I think the thing that has prevented them has been um, has been as much as anything the those two positions. Um, in terms of the Super Bowl, it's an interesting question. Um, I will say I'm a big buffalo chicken dip guy. I love some buffalo chicken dip. Um, I also. It's hard to go wrong with wings. I mean, it's hard for that to not be a correct Super Bowl appetizer wings. And Jim, you're agreeing with me? Thank you, Ross. You answered the question correctly. How could, how could you answer? And, and, and don't get me wrong. The buffalo dip, very good. 
very good. I have a friend who makes it. Fantastic. However, buffalo wings. Got to be the answer. Got to be. Which kind of wing do you prefer? Well, if, if, if I have to answer the traditional buffalo wings, you know, a little bit hot, messy, um, add in if they're smoked, that's even better, okay? So, and, and I'll tell you what you don't do. You don't have barbecue wings. That's wrong. Just wrong. So, I prefer, I, I like two. I like mild, medium. I don't need it hot, but like a mild, medium. I love smoked wings. I think you're right. Um, I do like barbecue, though. I do like barbecue wings. Like honey barbecue tastes so good. So good. My question, though, Jim, was drums or flats? Flats. Really? And I know a lot of people a lot of people like the drums, but the flats are better. Um just I and, and I'm hey, don't get me wrong. I'm not gonna throw out the drums, okay? Don't you know, don't get the wrong impression. But I just kinda like the flats better. I think it's better. Sometimes you have to battle a little bit with the drum. The flats No, no I think it's the opposite. <laughs> I think flats are too much work. Drums, you just take and go, Arr. Drums, <laughs> I mean, flats, you need two hands. Drums, you only need one hand. Interestingly, and I'm not saying anything here, Jim, but most women prefer flats. Most men prefer drums, believe it or not. Well, I'm not I saying anything it... about you. I'm just saying. Well, also here, I don't want to say I'm bragging, Ross. However, you're just not skilled at it if you need two hands, okay? If you're a skilled buffalo wing guy, you could even do the flats with one hand. Just saying. So, anyway, let's put it this way. We agree that wings are the way to go, okay? I'm also partial to the butter garlic ones. Uh, no, no thanks. <laughs> All right, Let, let's move on to the next question. Uh, Jimmy from Forest City says, Ross, I saw that you were recognized by Javen Williams when he announced his commitment to Penn State. Kudos to you for helping the young man. What were his top factors in choosing Penn State? Um, well, I think he really liked James Franklin, really liked Phil Troutwine, liked the academics. But I think more than anything else, you know, if you grow up in Reading where he's from, you know, in Berks County or, you know, wherever, most people are Penn State fans. You know, I mean, for the most part, people are going to be Penn State fans. And so I think he grew up, Penn State games were on TV, Penn State games were what people were talking about, his buddies in school are Penn State fans, Um, it's close to home. Nick Singleton is now like a legend in Berks County. He's going to Penn State. I think, um, I think for most of those kids, not all clearly, when you see Ryan Brubaker, Nolan Rucci, you know, um, Alex Anzalone, whatever, not all of them, but for most kids, uh, and I was certainly that way, Penn State is the school you grow up 
wanting to go to. And I think that was the case with Javen, although, you know, he was he was open to other schools, but I think that was, you know, where he really wanted to go. All right, let's go to Jason in Quakertown who says, do you think the college football cognoscenti focus way too much on number of stars and not enough on scouting when evaluating the recruiting results of programs and coaches? I think they could do a better job three and four years later of looking back and seeing how good or poorly their rankings were and how the players ended up. That said, Javen, as an example, just turned 16, Jim, in August. I mean, he's a 16-year-old kid. He won't even turn 17 until this upcoming August. He's a young kid for his grade. And I don't know if I talked about it enough in the last segment. Um, He is really gifted athletically. He is super quick, super light on his feet, and he just moves exceedingly well for a kid that's that big. And I could see it watching his tape of shot put and discus where his numbers, I've been told, are top five in the country for his class, shot put and discus, which college football coaches like more and more because that's like a verified number, right? Like there's like officials there that see the length of it. So to them, that's verifiable power and explosion. If you're top five in the country, shot put and discus, that is verifiable explosion. Um, But my point about the age is going to be kids develop differently. Kids have different work ethics. And I think coaches develop players differently. So I do think that, and maybe they do and I just don't look at it, Jim, but I do think they could potentially go in there and check out other kids. And, and I'd say three or four years later, look back at the recruiting class. See how many three stars ended up being good starters. See how many four or five stars never played. I don't think they do that enough. Gotcha. Okay. Here's kind of a related question, Ross, and I think it's a good one. Uh, Mike from Berwyn says, hey, Ross, love the show. With Penn State picking up a commitment from a 2024 offensive lineman, so that means he's a sophomore, right? Is there any way the staff can differentiate whether someone that young is still going to grow and develop or if they had an early growth spurt and they're simply dominating smaller competition? Keep up the great work. It's a great question. And what's interesting about it is I know a lot of kids, uh, Andaloni and Javen Williams for sure, that would not have gotten a single offer based on their 10th grade video. Because everybody matures differently. Now, the kid from Erie who committed to Penn State, he's very impressive. They, they grade every video based on how old the kid is, what year he is, right? So, uh, what's the kid's name? Cooper Cousins, maybe? Something like that? Yes, yes. Yeah. So, his 10th grade video 
is good enough that you're like, oh yeah, that is a darn good 10th grade prospect. We're offering him a scholarship. Whereas, conversely, you know, a junior video, you got to be better. And a senior video, you got to be really good. They don't, they don't look at a lot of senior videos, but point being, they, um, they, they judge it based on where the kid is in his development. And they expect some progress from everybody. And so there's enough on Cooper Cousins' sophomore video to project his junior video will be even better, senior video will even be better, and that he's a Penn State caliber kid. Do they even look, you know, just the um, physical build, do they look at the parents? If dad is huge, yeah, you know what? When I was a kid when I was uh, when I was getting recruited, my best friend got a full ride to James Madison, and I think it might have been the Delaware coach who commented that I wasn't even shaving yet. I was a late bloomer, and I had a baby face. My buddy was shaving, and they liked that about me because they thought that meant I had you know more room to grow. Gotcha. Very good, Ross. That is it for quarter number three. Stay tuned for quarter number four. We have Andrew P. Shea back, and we're going to announce our winner of the Ask Ross segment. Stay tuned for that. This is where the temperatures are unkind. This is where water freezes in the blink of an eye. This is where the wind bites harder than a mid-ice cross-check. This is where the beer is always on ice. This is Labatt Hockey, played the way Mother Nature intended. Labatt Blue is proud to support pond hockey and all the hardy souls that like to play it cool. This is Labatt Hockey. Beer, Labatt USA, Buffalo, New York. 